Hey everyone, Alex here, bringing you another episode of Standing Under the Word. This week, Dana preached on a passage or two from Exodus, in which we hear of the giving of the Torah, the Ten Commandments, the law to Moses on that holy mountain while the Israelites were journeying towards the promised land. Dana does an amazing job of capturing this image of Moses going up the mountaintop and comparing it to our own mountaintops and the valleys too. So in just a moment, you'll hear one of our deacons, Wayne, read the scripture for you from Exodus, and then you'll hear Dana's sermon. Here's Wayne. A reading from Exodus chapter 24, verses 12 through 28. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and wait there, and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. To the elders he said, wait here for us, until we come to you again, for Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a dispute, they go to them. Then Moses went up to the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days, on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. And Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The word of God for the people of God. Friends, would you pray with me? Good and holy God, bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts that they might be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So I got back a few days ago from spending the week in the mountains of Vermont. It was a beautiful time with great views, and we are with another family who also have a two-year-old and a six-year-old. That meant there was lots of chaos and laughter, way too much screen time, and nonstop dishes. And there's things I can laugh about now, but in the moment, they didn't feel so funny. Like when our friends were packing up and preparing to leave, and we were helping them with their bags and making sandwiches for the road trip, and the children that were left unattended decided to throw their own goodbye party on the second floor with two rolls of toilet paper. They threw around little pieces of toilet paper like it was confetti, and everything looked like it had snowed up on the second floor. They thought this was great. And I'd like to say in the moment I thought it was funny, but that was not the case. <laughs> Amongst the chaos, though, was enjoying the beauty of the mountains. Mount Mansfield, the highest peak in Vermont, was within sight for most of our trip. And I was able to absorb and just be in that space, thinking about how the valleys and the mountains of our life really speak to me about the terrain of our souls. That we often want our spiritual journeys to be flat and straight and easy. But instead, there's often hairpin turns and uphill ascents 
and peak moments and difficult descents. We want the journey of faith to feel as though we can always see the horizon, we know exactly where we're headed, and we can point out any dangers along the way. But it's often not like that. There's ups and there's downs, there's mountaintop highs, and there's low valleys. I couldn't help but think, while experiencing the mountains of Vermont, Moses up on Mount Sinai. 40 days and 40 nights he spent with God. It's there that God explained what the tabernacle should be like and what the relationship should be like amongst the Israelites, what covenant community should be like. Moses basked in the glory of God for 40 days and 40 nights. And then he headed down the mountain with two stone tablets inscribed by the finger of God, what's come to be known as the Ten Commandments. In the meantime, though, those Israelites, they were like children left unattended. They made a great big mess. They assumed Moses wasn't coming back. Forty days felt like eternity. So they built themselves their own God, a God they can control and melt and mold, a God that they could touch and feel. So when Moses comes down the mountain, after basking in the glory of God, and he enters the camp where the Israelites are at, and he hears singing, and then he sees them dancing around the golden calf. Moses, hurt, betrayed, filled with anger and abandonment, he takes those stone tablets and he smashes them to pieces. He's not calm and collected. He's brokenhearted. He's angry. He's hurt. He's disappointed. Friends, we spend our whole lives trying to avoid these kinds of moments where we're taken off guard, where we're surprised, where we're hurt, where we're betrayed, where we're abandoned. We spend our lives protecting ourselves, shielding ourselves from this kind of pain and suffering. Yet we know that pain is part and parcel of the human experience, that it makes us who we are. And what we know from our place of faith is that God doesn't let anything go to waste. Even the pain and the betrayal and the abandonment, God uses it for our growth, for our transformation, for good. God uses those low places and doesn't leave us in those valleys. Richard Rohr, in his book, Falling Upwards, one that we studied a few lengths ago, talks about the secret of the soul. That the secret of the soul is one that we wouldn't think comes with the life of faith. The secret of the soul is that the way up is the way down. Meaning, we want to be on that mountain peak. And we think we can get there by sheer willpower, by perfection, by purity, by accolades and achievements. 
We think we can get there to that mountaintop with God and bask in the glory of God by all of our strength and might and hard work and achievement. But the way up is the way down. Instead, we are in relationship with God. We get to know God through humility, through honesty, through vulnerability, through failure, through surrender. Gosh, no wonder why Richard Rohr calls that a secret of the soul. That's a journey that's hard to take. That's why we see this golden calf story positioned between two mountain peaks in the book of Exodus. In chapter 24, our scripture reading, we see Moses up on Mount Sinai, and he travels down, and that's where he is brokenhearted, and the tablets are shattered, and he is shattered. His relationship with the community is shattered, but his life doesn't end there. The story doesn't stop there. He climbs back up Mount Sinai. We see this happen in chapter 34 of Exodus. He climbs back up, and Moses isn't shamed when he gets to the top of the mountain. He isn't deemed unworthy or inadequate as a leader. Instead, Moses' face shines like the sun. Moses' face reflects the glory of God. Moses isn't punished by God. In fact, Moses is brought closer to God. That's powerful wisdom for us that the way up is the way down. Over this past week, I finished a book that I had been working on. It always takes a while for me to finish a book. Um, but this one was one that really captivated me. It's a memoir by Lori Gottlieb called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. It's about her experience as a therapist and also her experience going to therapy. And she writes from her own personal experience of being a successful therapist in Los Angeles, a mother to a young son, and she's in love with a man who she assumes she's going to marry. But then unexpectedly, he breaks off their engagement. She's plunged into the depths, into the valley of brokenheartedness, of despair, <clears throat> and it's from there that she goes and seeks out a therapist. And she talks about being in the depths of vulnerability and of pain and having a book contract in which she's supposed to be writing about happiness and there's no way she could write one word of that book. But she writes about how this valley time leads to transformation. It leads to greater understanding of herself and the world and what I would call God. And she also writes about four of her clients and their path of transformation, and how no one comes to therapy happy and joyful when life is easy. They come when they're brokenhearted and when things have fallen apart and when there's loss and pain and sickness. And she writes so beautifully about each of their stories of transformation, and within each of them you see that the way up is the way down. The way down is the way up. We see this cycle, not just in Moses' story, but we see it in nature. The bulb that's placed in the dark, cold ground that bursts forth at springtime. We see it in our faith, the core of our faith. 
Resurrection comes after death and crucifixion. We see it in Jesus' words, the last shall be first and the first shall be last. In order to save your life, first you need to lose it. So friends, if you are in one of those valley times, if you know all too well pain, hardship, despair, fear, or maybe you know someone, you love someone who's in one of those valley times. Maybe it's just been a day or a week, or maybe it's felt like years. I pray that you can trust that you will not stay there. God will not leave you in that valley. God will take all that's broken and shattered and in pieces and bring wholeness again. Moses' story didn't end with the despair at the golden calf. Moses' face shone like the sun. He reflected the glory of God. And each of your faces, too, will reflect the glory of God. You, too, will be fully alive in God. That is the promise of our faith. May it be so. Amen.